This is Amy Poehler. My new movie, Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2, is coming to theaters June 14th, and it's making me feel joy and sadness and anger. Definitely some disgust. Rose! And I think a little fear. But I'm also feeling these new emotions like anxiety, embarrassment, envy, and ennui. It's what you call the boredom. Okay, that one was weird. It's going to be the feel-everything movie of the summer. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only in theaters June 14. Get tickets now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Don't you make me feel it. I pray for everything we lost by back to secrets. Your head forever is all I want. Don't take the money. Don't take the Welcome back to Jamie All Over, and that song is absolutely correct. I did not take the money. A McDonald's ad accidentally slipped into my podcast last week. I was shocked when I heard it. I immediately had it pulled. I actually have a list of blocked companies that I will not take money from mcdonald's is on that list speaking of fast food have you guys seen what's going on with burger king in london they chose one of their locations to go completely vegan for a month and they have i think over 15 vegan items they changed their logo to green they did a grand opening party with a green carpet and this might sound insignificant to a meat eater, maybe even weird, but to us vegans, I have to tell you, this is huge for the movement. When one of the world's largest hamburger chains completely changes their business model and does the opposite of what they've been doing since inception, you have to realize how huge the vegan movement has become. It is super meaningful to me and Everyone who have been advocating for this, for the animals, for health, it's an enormous step. So good job, Burger King, because that means you recognize where the future of food is going. And this is such a monumental moment in vegan history that I almost wanted to fly to London just to be there for this. And then I had a listener who lives pretty close to this location I don't know if it's in London or outside of London, but she said it wasn't too far from her. So she is actually going to go give it a try. She's going to send me pictures, videos, all of that. So I'll repost. So I'm excited to see what she thinks of it. And since we're talking about food and the future of food, I have the perfect guest coming up. Her name is Jenny Stoikovic. She is the founder of the Vegan Women's Summit which is an enormous global events company, and they put on a summit every year. It's coming up. I brought her on to discuss what to expect from that. She has some really amazing celebrity speakers. She has a book coming out. She started off in Silicon Valley in tech, and it was just really interesting to hear her take on all of that. 
and how she transitioned into what she's doing now, how she's made it such a success, how she's lifting up women from every background and ethnicity. What she's doing is really important. And then we get into a little crypto talk. So even if you're not vegan, I still think it has a lot of value in it. Just any woman who has made it in business has a lot to teach us and a lot of lessons that we can learn and take with us and apply it in our daily lives. But before we get to that, I just want to talk to you guys for a little bit. Let's do listener of the week. Jamie Oliver is exactly what the world needs right now. Whoa. And it's from Crypto John. Well, Crypto John, I think you might like this episode because we talk about Bitcoin and Ethereum and some altcoins. Crypto John writes, while others seek to polarize and divide us, Jamie is a powerful force for unity. Jamie's open-minded and inclusive approach provides a space for thoughtful and difficult conversations to unfold without judgment. I appreciate her humility, curiosity, and unflinching ability to honor reason. She always does a phenomenal job of ensuring her audience understands the basics before going deeper into the conversation, and her interview style brings out the very best in her guests. That was a very kind and thoughtful and well-written review. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. I am on day 11, and officially, I've been doing the 75 hard because I still have yet to have a drink. I'm on the hard program, guys. I don't know how long it's going to last if we're going to transition over to the medium hard, but we'll see. There's a chance I won't. A couple of you said you're going to do it. A couple others said that they're going to wait until June 1st because they live in colder climates. They can't picture themselves walking or doing anything outside at the moment, so that's understandable. Keep me posted, everyone. I want to hear all of your progress. I'm currently drinking a smoothie. It's delicious, but I have a pet peeve about blackberries. I made this smoothie with oat milk, Vega vanilla protein powder, a banana, and frozen organic mixed berries, which consist of blueberries, blackberries, and strawberries. What is up with blackberry seeds? What are you supposed to do with them? I end up spitting them out. Like, what do, what do you guys do with your blackberry seeds when you eat blackberries? You just like chew them, swallow them. What do you do? Not a fan, but I like the taste of blackberries. I should have strained it, which would probably be the smart thing to do. And I mentioned last week that on the 75 hard, with all the water consumption, my hunger has definitely diminished and I feel fuller quicker. I also mentioned that a lot of food no longer seems appetizing to me. And I don't know if that has anything to do with the program that I'm on or not. But I've been eating really weird stuff. I recently got into making cucumber and vegan cream cheese sandwiches. I have no idea why. I was looking at all of the items to possibly eat for breakfast in my fridge, and there was absolutely nothing that I wanted to eat. The only thing that sounded appetizing to me was a cucumber. And I'm not the type of person that like normally just wants to eat cucumbers. I had it in my fridge because I had hummus and I was going to slice it up and dip my cucumber slices in the hummus. But a vegan cheese company called Grounded Foods, we actually partnered with them last month at Sugar Taco and we used their queso in our crunch wrap tacos. RIP to the crunch wrap tacos, probably my favorite thing on the menu, one of my favorite things on the menu, but we always do these monthly specials and they're always so delicious, but then they're gone after the month and I'm like, please, can we just keep it on the menu forever? 
It was delicious. It was a flour tortilla with the grounded foods queso and then a crunchy taco shell. And then in the taco, I believe it was our carne asada protein, which is from seitan. And then a pico de gallo and iceberg lettuce, which I love a good shredded iceberg lettuce on a taco. I know that's super American style, but I love it. And this is the first time we've had it on the sugar taco menu. Then I believe there was some vegan sour cream. Don't recall if there was guacamole on top. There might have been. If there wasn't, you could always order it with it. Anyway, these things were so delicious. I still crave them to this day. Another thing I crave that is no longer on our menu because it was a special, and I remember it was a special back in September because I had them at my birthday party. It was these flautas, which are kind of like rolled tacos that are fried. And then we dipped them in some sort of lime aioli, like the ends, and coated it with crushed up takis. I think they're like Doritos, but they're vegan. So anyway, the combination of that, and I believe the meat in them was our chicken, which is from soybeans. These flautas were incredible. Some people call them taquitos. I know there's a difference. I think one of them is made with corn tortilla and one of them is made with a flour tortilla. You know what? I'm going to look it up for you guys. Okay. So the flauta is a flour tortilla and a taquito is a corn tortilla. These things were bomb. I want them back. I want them back. I want the crunchy taco wrap thing back. Stat. I don't know who I have to talk to. I tell Jade, there's really no one else above that chain of command. So I don't know who else to talk to you about this. But the whole point of me even bringing that up was Grounded Foods sent me a package of vegan cheeses. And in that package, there was a goat cheese, a spreadable nacho type cheese, which is the one we used for our Crunchwrap special and a cream cheese that is chive and onion flavored. My whole point in that entire tangent was that I am making a weird little breakfast, but I want to recommend it to you because I'm finding it delicious. It is sprouted bread toasted with the grounded foods, onion and chive cream cheese with cucumber slices on top. It's cucumber toast. Never heard of it before. I don't know if it exists. I know cucumber sandwiches exist. They're like those tiny little sandwiches at tea parties or like high tea. You know, when they have like the sandwiches on the three tiered little plates, that's what they are. When you start seeing cucumber toast in hipster restaurants, just remember where you heard it first. Anyway, did you all see the ridiculousness with Kim Kardashian saying that people need to work harder and nobody wants to work and that is the secret? to her success. That rubbed a lot of people the wrong way, myself included. Did you also see supposed former employee of hers who worked on her apps back in 2015? She said that it was so bad that there were times that she had to call out sick because she couldn't afford to fill up her gas tank. And Kim found out that she was freelancing and this girl was reprimanded by Kim to not freelance. So if this is true, Kim has the nerve to tell other people to work harder, but when her own employee needs to work harder because she doesn't get paid enough by Kim, she's told not to. What's even more frustrating to me is Kim's privilege that she is completely not taking into account. And people get offended if I say, well, we have to keep in mind she was born into a wealthy family. She was born into a famous family with many 
Hollywood connections. And let's not forget her publicity stunt, which propelled her fame. Some people don't like me to bring that up because they say, oh, how dare you bring up that she had a sex tape? Well, we can't ignore the thing that propelled someone to fame when she's sitting here saying all it takes is hard work. No. And then another discussion about this is let's not ignore the fact that Kim is physically beautiful and she's smart. I know she's worked hard and no one's saying she didn't work hard and she definitely deserves credit for everything that she's built. I'm not discounting any of that. I don't even dislike her. However, I think it's super toxic for her to not even realize her privilege. We should be applauding women. Any woman who is where they are worked twice as hard as any man just to even get there, just to even prove that they were worthy to be in the room. What she said was out of line, inappropriate, and toxic. Now let's get to our guest. Welcome, Jenny Stoikovich. You nailed it. I researched your name and I wrote it out phonetically so I would not get it wrong. It's something that I make a huge effort to do because so many people go through their lives having that nerve-wracking moment before, you know, when you get yeah. called up to Starbucks, like, what's your name? Or when attendance is being called. My husband's name is Pavle, and his entire life, it was always the pause. He goes, oh, that's probably me. So I always make the effort. You mentioned crypto <laughs> in one of your recent Instagram posts. And I'm a crypto nerd. Can we briefly talk about crypto? <laughs> I am happy to dive into crypto. It is very timely today. I haven't checked what Bitcoin's up, but it was up 15% uh, a day ago. So Bitcoin is essentially an alternative to gold. Bitcoin is not really meant to be something that you move back and forth all the time and you pay with, like, you know, more. Those are coins. But, but Bitcoin's a great store of value. And right now, with what's going on in the world, so many people lost access to their finances. Yeah. And Bitcoin's the only way that they can get money in or money out. And so both in, in Ukraine, but as well in Russia, where there's been a huge drop with their regular currency, this is a solution. And this is the thing that we've been talking about for years yes. because it's decentralized, right? And and this is where like we could totally nerd out about this. What's so exciting about cryptocurrency is that it doesn't have a master, right? They're your government can control what happens to your money if you're using the US dollar or the ruble in Russia or whatever it might be. But Bitcoin doesn't. Yeah, we just saw what happened in Canada with the yep. Freedom Convoy. Their bank accounts were completely frozen. Yep. They couldn't access their money. And also they were threatening anyone who donated to them were also getting their bank accounts frozen. That is so scary. Yep. Whether you believe in what they were doing or not, it doesn't matter. There was a government that froze funds for people because they didn't like what they were doing. And that should scare all of us. That is 100% truth. Like, mic drop right there. I'm Canadian, by the way. I am very acutely aware of what happened up there. And regardless of what political side you fall on, the thought that your assets can get frozen by your government, whether it's someone invading, whether it's your government deciding they don't like what you're doing to protest, that just shows you the impact that you really have when you're self-sovereign, when you are guarding your own money and you're in control of your own assets. Because you never truly are in control Absolutely. of your assets if they're in the bank. And I never want to give financial advice. This is not financial advice. Asterisk, asterisk, asterisk. <laughs> However, this might be a good time for people to look into crypto if you're new to the space because it is down a bit at the moment. Yeah, now is when you buy. Buy, buy, buy. Buy, buy, buy. So it's, you know, what are we at? Like 40K? I think it was 43 yesterday. I haven't looked in three days, but yeah, it was around 43 Okay, then. so... 
here's something really important to understand. 81% of all crypto holders are men. We have a serious lack of women in the crypto space. The fact that two women right now are chatting on a podcast about crypto is rare in itself. So this is why I continue to have this conversation, even when I'm in these food tech spaces, because it's yet another investment opportunity that women are missing out on for folks to understand just how profound this is. The average woman professional misses out on about a million dollars in earnings throughout her profession because she doesn't invest like her male counterparts. That's terrible. Yeah. Okay, listen up, ladies. Invest in crypto. And something that I want to mention is that let's say Bitcoin is at 43000 right now. You don't need to invest 43000 nope. You can invest $100 in it or $200. Yep. Or, and there's others as well. There's Ethereum. It's down a bit right now. I think it was under 3K last time I looked, 28 last time. But it hit over 4000 a couple months ago. So that's another one. Yep. And then there's a lot of alternative coins as well. I'm a big fan of Dogecoin because it was a joke coin at first. And then their <laughs> mascot is a dog, a Shiba Inu. And then I heard Elon Musk say that it was his favorite crypto. Yeah. I love my Dogecoin. What's important to understand is that this crypto space, every everything that Jamie Lynn just mentioned, they're different, right? So Bitcoin is a long-term asset. That's why they say hodl, 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 like hold on for dear life. Bitcoin is... It's a finite asset. There is only a certain amount out there to be mined, you know, just like gold or something like that. So it's something yeah. you want to hold on to. You know, Ethereum is, is used a little bit differently. And then the coin trading that's out there, in a way, it's like day trading, right? If you start, you can make a lot of money, you can lose a lot of money, but these are all very different use cases. And so depending on what your risk tolerance is, you could be someone that says, I can't handle trading coins. I have no idea what's going on. That's too stressful. And that's totally okay. I don't do coin trading, but I do have a little bit of every check that I get goes into Bitcoin. That's great. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. So Jenny, tell us about the Vegan Women's Summit that's coming up soon on April 8th in LA. The Vegan Women's Summit started in San Francisco in 2020. So February 2020, we did a conference. Right in the nick of time <laughs> right. before the world shut down. Right. And so we started with 250 women in a room. And really, my goal was, I don't see a professional space for women to be able to come together to help build a kinder, more sustainable world. And so for myself, I built my career in Silicon Valley in the tech industry, and I really, really was the only woman in the room for most of those conversations in my career, and I didn't want that to happen in the future of food. So that was the jump-off point for why we did the Vegan Women's Summit in San Francisco. And since then, so two years ago, we have grown from 250 women in a room to 40,000 women professionals wow. across six continents. That's incredible. And so quickly. 
that just goes to show you how important and unique what you're doing is because you just hit on two things. One, being in an industry where you are the only woman in the room, I can absolutely relate to that. Coming from a commercial real estate background, I've sat in so many meetings where I'm the only female there. And then on top of it, just being a vegan, we go most of our lives feeling like we're the only one in the room, we're the only one at the birthday party, we're the only one at this dinner with friends. So when you bring women and vegans together, something magical must be happening because imagine how much better we can all work as a team and feeling supported as opposed to doing it all on our own. Absolutely. And that's that's really like the main thing that folks reach out to when they experience any of our VWS programming. They just go, oh my gosh, there's more of us. And especially now that we have built out such a global community. I have women that reach out from Manila. I have women that reach out from Mumbai, from you know Buenos Aires, all over the world in these cities where they had no idea that there was this global community of other women that are there for them, that want them to succeed. And so it's just been so interesting in the pandemic being able to thread people together virtually. This was something we could have never done before. So in many ways, the pandemic is responsible for BWS's explosive growth. And it's one of the real benefits that's come out of this virtual space is we've broken down those barriers for women that are in countries, especially in the developing parts of the world where they wouldn't have access to Los Angeles or San Francisco or New York or London. I've worked with women in Kenya. We work with women in South Africa. We work with women in all of these stretches of the world. I love that you're going to be having several speakers. Two of them are Sugar Taco investors, Alicia Silverstone and Daniela Monet. Who else is speaking? We are bringing together all different women change makers. So we have athletes like Dotsi Bosch, who is an Olympian, and she was also famously in the Game Changers. We also have a ton of amazing CEOs. So of course, you know Miyoko Shinner, but perhaps you've heard of um, Tamira Dyson, who just beat Bobby Flay, very first vegan chef to ever beat Bobby Flay on his TV show, the CEO of Solely Vegan. And then we also yes. have Danita Clater, who just got funding from all kinds of incredible people to build the Everything Legendary Burger. So they are a black owned, basically competitor to Beyond Meat that's been raising a ton of money. They're working with like Russell Simmons and some really huge people that are helping to make it happen. So outside of the startup space, we of course have Joanne, the Korean vegan, a real favorite in the industry. We also have Genesis Butler, our 14 year old youth climate activist. My youngest speaker is 14. My oldest speaker is 65. So when I say that we are uncovering the voices that folks are not, you know, normally tapping into, we truly are. Of course, Maggie Baird, everybody knows. Maggie Baird, Billie Eilish's mom, and the amazing founder of Support and Feed. What she did during the pandemic, feeding first responders, going to hospitals, feeding all of this amazing vegan food throughout Los Angeles. So I'm really excited to see her speak. Do you think Billie Eilish will be present? Billie plays that night at the forum. Okay. So she'll probably be pretty busy, but she is in town. So, you know, never say never. Maybe. That would be really cool. How many attendees do you expect this year? We went big. We got a 20,000 square foot venue, okay? It's a big space. And it's downtown? It is. Yeah, City Market Social House. It's the same space that Kim Kardashian's Create and Cultivate was in. Uh, So this is really one of the premier spaces downtown. It's indoor-outdoor? Yep, it's a free-flowing indoor-outdoor market space. We've got Food Truck Alley. We've got Outdoor Recharge Lounge. We've got Indoor Marketplace. We've got Outdoor Marketplace. And it's almost full. So we're expecting a full 600 sold-out crowd. So if you're listening, please heed my warning when I say we've sold out of more than 80% of the tickets. Please don't wait. I had a hundred... 
hundreds and hundreds of people on the wait list last year that unfortunately couldn't come. You're going to have the ability to sample and taste all these future of food, fashion, and beauty brands. We've got brands flying in from Spain that have never debuted their product in the public before. We have brands flying in from London, Hong Kong, Singapore. Just spoke to a Mexican founder that's bringing up her high-end fashion leather. It's just absolutely incredible what we're going to be able to debut. And I'm really excited. Of course, we are going to have it available virtually as well. So for those that are not able to attend in person, either because it's sold out or because they can't make the flight to LA, those will become available on March 15th, our virtual tickets. Wonderful. You started in Silicon Valley. That's my favorite TV show on HBO. (laughs) I'm a nerd when it comes to these things. What was it like for you, especially being a woman, to be in Silicon Valley? And what made you leave that behind and come to LA and focus on this business? My work in Silicon Valley was, I mean, first off, the TV show is pretty accurate. Like, I've just got to say, the tropes are so, so real. Love to hear that. Honestly. Uh, But the tech industry has changed a lot in the last two years in particular, even in the pandemic, moving towards remote work. The culture of tech has changed a lot. And I'm really excited about where tech is going to go because I think it's going to be a lot more diverse in the future, simply because the opportunities that were in Silicon Valley are now available around the country or around the world. So I'm really bullish and excited about that. So me in particular, I've been remote for the last few years, and this was a really good opportunity to live in other parts of the world, live in other places and experience them. I actually lived in Mexico for half a year last year even. Yeah. Yeah. I spend a lot of time, you know, assessing like what does the rest of the continent look like and where are the different opportunities? I had the chance to meet so many great people doing that kind of nomadic life. And I became a rescue diver while I was down in Mexico too. It was awesome. So I think that for VWS, it just naturally aligned with so many movements that are all happening at the same time. And so it made sense. And we just kind of grew very quickly. I think a lot of people are paying attention to the food space in a way that they weren't before, right? Because you think before the pandemic, you didn't see mainstream news talk about viruses that are coming from intensive animal farming. Right. And that will be our next pandemic. Yes, it absolutely will be. And that's the kind of thing us vegans have been knocking down the door going, oh my gosh, we don't have enough antibiotics. We have antibiotic resistance. Oh my gosh, if the avian flu comes, we're doomed, blah, blah, blah. And so that entire concept was just theoretical until a couple years ago when, oh my gosh, now we saw it and what could happen, right? right? So that trend of getting interested in alternative protein and plant-based has been really wonderful. Also, the fact that people are considering diversity for the first time in a very serious and earnest way that they never did before. 60% of our community are women of color. 70% of the 150 plus speakers we featured are women of color. So we've really focused in on how we elevate their voices from the beginning. And I think that now that's really paying off because it's been part of our ethos from, from the beginning is that if we don't empower people from all backgrounds, particularly women from all backgrounds, we're leaving a lot of talent on the table. And quite honestly, we're leaving a lot of communities that could be buying plant-based and animal-free products on the table. Exactly. I was so happy to learn that you have a book coming out. Yeah, we are publishing The Future of Food is Female. It is the very first book in the world focused on women's leadership in the plant-based and animal-free space. I'm so excited to finally announce it to the world. It'll publish officially on April 5th, and we have captured the unique insights from women 
all around the world that are just absolutely killing it. So we've got Miyoko Shinner, Heather Mills, Susie Amos Cameron, Pinky Cole. Oh. I have a member of the European Parliament. My goal with this book is that any woman around the world can pick it up and find their story in it. I want everybody to finally have that representation in this space to know that, hey, I can be a leader too. And right now, that representation is not there. And so it's our duty to create it. That just gave me chills. Right? I love this. I just spoke at Harvard, Duke, Berkeley. I'm taking this thing to every university that I can. I want every young woman, well, women of all age, to know that, A, it's never too late to join the space. Miyoko Shinner was 57 years old before she started her company. She's the founder of Miyoko's Creamery. Yeah. Her products are so delicious. And if you do follow me on Instagram, I've been posting about her products the last two weeks. She has a new product. It's a liquid mozzarella cheese. And at first I was like, I don't know about liquid cheese, but it's a game changer because you can make a pizza with it or eggplant parmesan with it. And it gets that like brownish, bubbly, typical mozzarella texture and taste. It's wonderful. It melts. And she figured it out. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You have a pitch competition. What is that? A pitch competition is like Shark Tank, where you go up and you pitch your idea live in front of venture capitalists. It's a lot of fun. It's really like nerve-wracking. <laughs> yes, we hold VWS Pathfinder. It's the only pitch competition in the whole world for women founders in this space. Just women. And first off, there's honestly only three or four pitch competitions in our space to begin with. There isn't very many, but we do all women. We've had over a thousand women apply wow. from 31 countries. How do they apply? So either veganwomensummit.com or vwspathfinder.com, you'll get all the information. What's really cool, though, is our winner from this fall's Sundial Foods, they have created... Okay, well, that's because you probably want to look at having them at Sugar Taco. (laughs) So they have created the, honestly, the first drumstick, chicken drumstick. It's like six or seven ingredients first off. Super clean label that has a skin. Like it truly, truly has a skin. So So it's crispy? Yeah. Exactly. So they have this really cool proprietary technology. Jessica, the founder, she is 22 years old. No way. 22. Good for her. And that's, but these are the stories that we need yes. to hear about, right? And so I was just on a call with Jessica yesterday. We are having them fly in to debut at the Vegan Women's Summit. So that's what's so cool about this big flagship conference where everyone gets to come. All of our winners of the pitch competitions each year, we bring them and we put them on stage to elevate them and get them the connections they need to actually launch their companies. That's incredible. I'm so blown away by everything you're doing. I absolutely love this. So I did a little deep diving on you and I saw that your favorite band is Led Zeppelin. Yes. What is your favorite Led Zeppelin song? I have a few for different reasons. Can I give you a few? Yeah, give us a few. So historically, Ramble On was my favorite. And that's because when I was growing up, my dad loved Zeppelin and he always played Ramble On. My sister even used Ramble On as her, you know, daddy daughter dance. That is like how I think of my childhood. So that was, and also Lord of the Rings, of course. So that was the first one. But Immigrant Song is now my favorite Led Zeppelin song. And that is because for Zeppelin nerds out there, you'll know this story. But for folks that are saying, okay, Zeppelin, I only know Stairway to Heaven. Fun little fact. They were on tour and they had a stop in Iceland. There was basically a complete walkout of the venue in Iceland. So they were supposed to play in Reykjavik and they completely walked out. So they got stranded there for a week before the Icelandic people decided to all volunteer and staff the arena so Zeppelin could play their show. So while Zeppelin was there, they were so inspired by how badass the Icelandic people were. They went and wrote a song called Immigrant Song about the Vikings. And it was inspired by the country. And so I just thought that's such a cool 
origin story. And, it, and so I'm an immigrant too. My husband's an immigrant. My whole family's immigrants. We're just like, hell yeah, when we hear that song. <laughs> Love that. Jenny, I want to thank you so much for being here and for helping create a kinder food system to empower women. I think you are just so incredible. Before I let you go, where can people find you? Thanks so much for having me. If you go to veganwomensummit.com, you can also go to at Vegan Women's Summit on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, as well as on YouTube, on Twitter, we're at Veg Women's Summit. You can find all the information about attending the Vegan Women's Summit live in Los Angeles, either in person or on virtual on our website. And then you can also find information about our upcoming book, The Future of Food is Female, on veganwomensummit.com or on jenniferstoykovich.com. We'll make sure it's in the show notes because yes. it's a hard one to spell. <laughs> thank you so much. Thank and you. thank you all for listening. Bye, guys. for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.